0: Shas Illuminated presents the following Shir by Rabbi Avraham Shur. Messechus Rosh Hashanah has been dedicated by Mr. and Mrs. Yehuda Koenig in loving memory of Malka and Aaron Svi Krausman. Rosh Hashanah, Dafyur Aleph. In our sugya, we find three mechleks in between Rebbe Lezer and Rabbi Yeshua. Number one, Rebbe Lezer and Yeshua argue when B'riyasa Olam was, according to Rebbe Lezer, B'tishrei Nivra Ha'olam, and according to Rishua, benisa Nivra olam. Of course, they're not really arguing about when the actual Bria of the world was, rather when the day of Bria's Ha'adam was, because if you hold that betishrei Re'never Ha'olam, then the world was actually created on Chafhei Be'elol, and then the Ya'im Bria's Ha'adam was on Rosh Hashanah. And we refer to that as the day of Bria's Ha'olam, because man gives meaning to the whole Bria. Take a look at the marsha over here. The second machlokas they have is when the Ovis, Avram and Yaakov, were born. It's Mavura in the Bresa, that on Pesach Yitzchak was born. But the machlokas are Belezar and Bishua, whether Avram and Yaakov were born in Tishrei or... They were born in Nisan. According to Belezer, once again it happened in Tishrei, and according to Rishua, in Nisan. That's actually the way that Rashi learns. The Chidah has a very innovative pshat to explain what it means that the Avais were born in Tishrei or Nisan, even though we say that Yitzchak was born on Pesach, according to everybody. He doesn't want to say that the Avais refers only to Avram and Yaakov. What he says is that although Yitzchak was born on Pesach the first time, nevertheless, at the time of the Akedah, it he lost his life and he had a rebirth, and that rebirth was in Tishrei, according to Berelzer, like the rest of the Avos. A upon him, This is Machlegis number two. When the Avis were born. Machlegis number three is when the Geula is going to be, according to Berelzer, b'Tishrei asidin lihgoil, and according to Rebbe Yeshua, b'Nisan asidin lihgoil. Everything else in the Brai Surab, and Abishuah agreed to, namely that uh, Yitzchak was born on Pesach, Berosh Hashanah, Nifkida, Sare, Rochel, V'chana, Berosh Hashanah, Yotza, Yosef, Mibes, Asurim, and Berosh Hashanah, Batla, Avoida, Seinu B'mitzrayim. Now let's try to figure out if there's any common denominator between the three places where Rebbe Lezer and Abishuah argue. Are the three separate Machloik or are they Lishitosim? So before we begin to explain what the Machlekis may be, let's first try to understand a little bit about the difference between Nisan and Tishrei. We all know that Tishrei is a time of din. Yom din is on Tishrei, egat Tishrei. As the Mishnah tells us later, all of civilization kol boy olamar over kivne morain on Aleph Tishrei, on Rosh Hashanah. The mazal of Tishrei is moiznayim, because HaKodesh Baruch is Kaviyocho weighing the maizim of people. And moiznayim is a scale, it's a mechanism used to weigh things. Now from the perspective of din, a person only receives that which he deserves. If it's yours, I'll be din, you get it. If it's not, you don't, there's no handouts. And although Hashem built into the Yemei HaDin, the option of tshuva, nevertheless, the person has to go through a certain process in order to achieve kapara. His madrega will not change without his own intervention. Now it is true that Hashem, berachmav hamerubem, was willing to go much further than a person's own maisim. As Chazal tell us, that Hashem says to us, Peschuli Pesach Open up for me. An opening, like the point of a needle. Once a person starts the process, then he receives siyat reshmaya far beyond the amount of effort that he puts in. But it's got to start with the person's initiative. And that is because it's a time of din. If the person puts in no effort whatsoever, then he's undeserving of Hashem's Siat reshmaya. In contrast to this, Nisan is a time of complete khasadim. We know that in the time of Yitzis Mitzrayim, Klai Yisrael was considered very unworthy. In fact, even by Kriyas Siyamsef, it says there was a kitra gandan Malachi Ashar said in front of HaKorech Borchu, we don't see much of a difference between these people and the Egyptians. Halalo, halalo etc. Klai Yisrael at that time was described as being on the Memtes Sharet which is almost the point of no return. And because of that, HaKadosh Baruch Hu opened us up to a whole other world. The opposite of the world of Tishrei. And that is the world of Nisim. Nisim Galuyim. The Gemara says in Perak that if a person sees the word Nisan in a dream, Nisim Nisim Nasaloi. He's going to be exposed to miracles. Because that's what Nisan is all about. It is HaKadosh Baruch Hu at work without man having to do anything. The mazal of Nisan is the Tzaleh, which is a sheep. And that symbolizes the fact that we're totally led by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We are not proactive on any level. This difference is usually described as being the difference between Isarusa de Le'ela and Isarusa de Lesata. In Tishrei we need Isarusa de Lisata Lesata means down here. We need man to be me'or something. Once there's a then HaKadosh Baruch Hu responds. Nisan is Isarusa de Le'ela. That's actually one of the reasons given... To explain why we find that the Torah refers to the Yom Tev of Pesach as Shabbos, when we talk about Sfira, the Torah says Machras which refers to the day after Yom Tov Rishon Shel Pesach, and that is because the difference between Shabbos and Yom Tev is that Shabbos is kviyah v'kayma. Shabbos is something that doesn't require human action at all, as opposed to Yom Tev, which requires us to create Yom Tov. Ashtikaru oisem Pesach is a yomtif that a porchu is the one who creates it fully. Ani v'loy malach, ani veloi saraf, it's all isarusa de laela. Interestingly enough, Raburchu Meshbeger has a very interesting Pshat Alderharez in the Pasik that is said by Machis Bukhirius. Over there it's describing the fact that Akashburch is going to skip over the doors of Clayusral since they have blood on the Mashkiv and Shamazuzes, and it says Upasach Hashem Al Hapesah, he's going to skip over the doorways. Says a Barchul Majbazer that Upasach Hashem Allah Pesach means that Akashbarhu by the Yomtif of Pesach was willing to skip over Al HaPesach, on the Pesach. Which Pesach? The Pesach that ordinarily a Jew has to Open up. We said before that generally speaking, the process has to be Pischuli Pesach, Machat, Vani Ulam. Over here, Akrash Barhu is willing to forego the need to open up the Pesach even Machat. And that is because Pesach is a time of total Isarusa leela Akrash Barku is at work and he doesn't even need our maisem. And Pesach we experience a tremendous ava. We read Shir Hashirim on Pesach because we experience the unconditional love that HaKadosh has for us no matter what madrega we're on. Now the Bnei Soscher says a fascinating remez in the Sefer Agra de Pirka, in its section Shin Zion. And the same remez can be found in the Sefer Avodis Yisro from the Kajah in Pasha Zohar. And we will adapt the remez that he says to our discussion. As we know, there are many madregas in how HaKadosh is Megala himself to the person. And we actually experience those Madregas while we daven. We say in the Shema Nasrei, Melech, oizer, o-moshia, o-mogin. At first we experience Hashem as a Melech. Because first and foremost, He rules all of creation. After things get a little bit closer to us, get a little more personal, we experience Him as an oizer. He's interested, He's actively involved in helping us. Then we say, moshiach the reason why this is a higher madriga is because oizer symbolizes the idea that Hashem helps a person. Similar to the process that we described that happens in Tishrei. Pesach al machat. The person has to do his part. He has to put in his effort. And then HaKadosh Baruch Hu helps him. That's what Ezra means. Ezra is the idea of helping. Mashiach, on the other hand, is a higher Madrega because it, it denotes the idea that Hashem is a savior. He doesn't require our actions. He doesn't need our effort. He's just Mashiach. He brings about a salvation. Of course, the highest madriga is Mugin, where Hashem protects us from evil. He doesn't even have to help us. He doesn't have to save us. He protects us from ever coming in contact with evil. So in terms of the difference between Tishrei and Nisan, we can say that Tishrei is the idea of Hashem acting as an oizer, as a helper. And in Nisan, is the idea of Hashem acting as a Moshiach. Says in that piece, that this is the oymik as to why Rabbi Eliezer, is the one who says, because Rabbi Eliezer's name contains within it the idea of Oizer, and Rabbi Yeshua holds that Benisa Nivra Olam. Rabbi Yeshua's name contains the idea of Yeshua, which means that Rabbi Eliezer, because of his Sherushan was more connected to the idea of man investing his own effort and Akaresh helping him. Mashenkin Rabbi Yeshua was more open to the idea of Hashem acting as a savior. He also explains why it is that we find that in the time of Yehoshua, Kla Yisrael were Zoichat Tanisim Gluim, as opposed to at the time of Ezra, the second time that they came into Eretz Yisrael, the Nisim were on a much, much lower scale. The reason is because Yehoshua comes from Lashon and Yeshua, and Ezra has the word Ezer in it. And it's actually not surprising that the first thing that happens when they come into Eretz Yisrael with Yehoshua is that they bring the carbon Pesach. Because the whole idea of Yeshua is Shayach to the Inyan of Nisan of Gorm Pesach, whereas in Ezra you find that there was a whole stress on the idea that they should observe Rosh Hashanah. Take a look in Sefer Nechemya Perik Ches. Now let's explain this a little more. Toysfis later, later points out that we have a stira between the piot that we say. And Geshem, on Shmini Atzeres, and the Piat that we say on Pesach. And both of them, he says, were authored by Rabbi Khalir, Kalir, and yet Rabbi Ezra Kalir was miyased, a Piat on Shmini Atzeres, that suggests that the world was created by Tishrei, like Rabbi And yet, on Pesach, Rabbi Ezra Kalir has a Piat in which it's Mavur that the world was created in Nisan, like Rabbi Yeshua. So how can we say both of those? Toysviz answers, Oymra the Tam, De'elu elu divr Both Reb Blazer and Rebushuah are correct. It's just, he says, livrais ad So now we have a whole other layer of understanding. So Toysviz is telling us that there are really two stages in B'riyasa Olam. There is the plan of B'riyasa Olam, the machshava, when things were designed, and then there was the execution of of that plan. Whenever you create anything, the creation begins with machshava. There is the conception of the thing. The person has a vision of what he would like to do and he has a purpose and a goal in the creation of that particular thing. And then there's a stage in which he puts his goal and his vision into action. Toisvis is telling us that the conception of the world happened in Tishrei. And indeed, in the Tvila on Rosh Hashanah, we refer to the Aleph Tishrei as Haras Oilom. Haras means pregnancy, like Heroyoyin. And it's the conception of the world. And this actually fits very well with what we explained already, because we know Chazal tells us that Betchila Allah be makhshavah, Rashi brings down in Precious Beratius that Hashem originally it was Allah be to create the world with Sadin and he was mishatef Midas together with Midas Arachem. Now that does not mean that Kreshborhu had a plan and he changed his mind. Rather, it means there are two worlds and two dimensions. There's the world of Machshava. There is the ultimate goal of creation and the conception of creation, the plan, the way things are supposed to look in a perfect world. and that is created with Midas Hadin, which is Tishrei. Whenever a person writes the plans for something, for example, if he designs a house, the plans that he writes are always done in the way that he would like it to look in a perfect world. Although he knows that when the house is actually built, being that human beings who build the house are not perfect, it is impossible for it to look exactly the way that it does in his plans. But in the plan, he can demand perfection. He makes a drawing of exactly the way he'd like the building to look. He understands, though, that inevitably there are going to be slight deviations when the building is actually built, which are a result of human imperfection. And that is Midas HaRachmim. Midas har-ra-chemim is there to accommodate the human imperfections. So when it says, And he was Mishatefit with Midas it means that on a practical level, Din cannot ensure the world's continuity. Because as far as din is concerned, if things are not perfect, they cannot exist. In fact, the Gemara says in Menachah, When Moshe Rabbeinu went to B'mekabu Torah in Shemayim, he saw a kodesh Baruchu making tagim on the oseus of the sefer Torah, and he asked Hashem. As Rashi explains, why do you have to add anything to the oseus? Who is going to be k'sorim? You have to add k'sorim as if it's not enough with what's written already. He told him. There's somebody named Akiva. Riakiva, shall Asid Ludwig shall call kites for kites Tila Tilin shall halachis. Kiva is going to dash him from every kite, then he dinum. Amr Lafanov Ribanish Lalam. Here ali show him to me. The Gamar continues the story. At the end of the story, Ru Mashra says to M Har Lalam, Harrisan Terasa, you showed me his tyra, hereni shares, show me now his shar. And the Rabbanishthalam shows him that they were shayklin b'sari b'makulin, the butchers were selling his bussar. So he met such a tragic end. And the Moshiach ben says to the schara, on my later, the Rebbeinah answered him, Shtoik, be quiet, kach alab b'machshava l'fanai. Mefarshim explained that kach olah b'machshava means that Rebbe Kiva was from the Yechidei Sgula that was capable of being treated with complete Midas Hadin. Midas Hadin was the thing that was alab machshava l'fanav. As we explained, there is a world of alab machshava. However, the Olam cannot be miskayim using that alab machshava because midas hadin demands perfection. Rebbe Kiva was close enough to perfection that he would is capable of withstanding the uncompromising Midas Hadin. So that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu means when he says, Kach He means to say that Rebbe Kiva is being subject to the world of Machshava as opposed to the, to the compromising Mida of which allows for most people to exist. So now that we know that there are two worlds, there is the world of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's original plan, the world of perfection, the world of Aluba which is a product of Midas Hadin. And then there's the execution of his plan, bringing it to practical Metzias, which requires the compromising Midas harachimim. And we also learned that the Mida that is dominant in Tishrei is Midas hadin, as opposed to Nisan, which is dominated by Chesed veRachemim. So it makes a lot of sense what Toysavah says, that Elo veEilu Diver LeKim Chaim, both Rebelezer and Rabbi Yeshua are correct. It's just that Rebelezer says but Tishrei Niver HaOelom is true on the Machshava level, and Rabbi Yeshua Shua who says ben Nivra Nivro is correct on the Lamaisa level. Because the conception of the world is a product of Miris Hadin, which happens during Tishrei, and the birth of the world happens in Nisan, which is a product of HaKadosh Baruch Chesed. And to take this a step further, Rebbe Lezer, we know, is a Talmud of Be'y Shammai. As Toysvitz says in Shabbos of that the Gemara over there, when it says, Rabbi Lezer, Shamutehu, he brings a Yerushalmi that says that he was a Talmud of Beishamai. Rabbi Yeshua, on the other hand, was a Talmud of Beis as is Mavur in the Rosh brought down by the Shittim Kubetzes, and Bob Metzir, Daflamet Zayin Amid Beis. The difference between Beishamai and Beis is that Shamai is all about Miras Din, as the Gemara relates in Perak Bameh Madlikim, Daflamet Aleph, Amid Aleph that there was a famous story of the Goy that came in front of Shammai and asked him to be Megayar him, a that he should teach him kolater Kula while he's standing on one foot. Shammai's reaction was, He pushed him with the measuring stick that was used for buildings. And he wouldn't talk to him. Hillel, on the other hand, was Mekar of him and he... Explained to him certain basics about Torah. If you look through that Gemara, you'll see that Shammai had no tolerance for this person's shortcomings. And that's because Shammai stood for Midas Hadin. In fact, the metaphor of Amas habinyan is like we explained. When you measure a binyan before building it, you're in the planning stages. You employ Midas Hadin. And therefore, Shammai could not tolerate this person on the other hand Hillel Hillel is the one who says in Pirkei Ovis, mi Aaron sholim sholim, as a matter of fact Gedusha Rim says that Shammai and Hillel their Shorish on was from Moshe and Aaron respectively Shammai came from Moshe and Hillel came from Aaron and that's because as the Rema says in Pirkei Sabrocha, Moshe is referred to as Ish-ho Eloi Kim. is Miris Adin. Moshe benu is the only other person aside from Rabbi Akiva who would be able to withstand Midas Aaron, on the other hand, is the one who is capable of compromising. Chedush <laughs> <laughs> Yerim says a Remez, that Moshe Rabbeinu was talking to Hashem, and he says that he cannot speak. He says, <laughs> Loi ish The Soif Tevis of loy ish dvarim is Shammai. And what that means is that Shammai exists in Din, in the Olam HaMachshava, sometimes not allowing for that machshavah to be properly expressed through Dibur. Because even Dibur, sometimes in an effort to express loftier ideas to the imperfect listener, has to resort on some level to a deviation from the pure, complete din machshavah. Sometimes you have to use Mishalim. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu was not... In Ish Dvarim, it says over there, who Aaron was the one who was Moshe Rabbeinu's assistant in explaining things to people, and says is Rashi So Shamay and Hillel come from Moshe and Aaron, and her Lezer and Rabbi come from Shamay and Hillel. Lefiz that we can understand as well, the Gemara and Chagiga, and the at Aleph. Over there, there's is Beishameh, and Beisilel. Be'shamay say, Shamayim uh, Nivru Utchila. And Beisilel say, Aretz Nivru Utchila. Shamayim is the world of perfection. It is the Tachlis. Shamayim says, Maral comes from Lashin Sham. It's the plural of the word Sham. Aretz is the world of process. It comes from Lashin of Ratz, running, or Ratzain, which is the desire to get to a certain Tachlis. Beishamai lives in the world of Tachlis, in the perfect world of Shamayim. Just like Rebbe Lezer holds that Beis Hillel on the other hand actually embrace the imperfection of this world because ultimately the purpose of this world is all about the imperfection the process the Oretz now if you're carefully medayic the Mekoirs that are brought in our for the Shittas of Rebbe Lezer and Rabbi Yeshua you'll notice a very interesting thing Rebbe Lezer says Minayin Deshe Eitz Rashi explains that he's being midayik the loshen of Eitz Pri, which is Mashma, a tree that was nigmar period, a tree that already has its fruits on it. And the Gemara explains what month is it in which we see the fruits already on the tree. That's the month of Tishrei, when things are already finished. Rabbi Yeshua, on the other hand, brings a different pasuk. Eitz Oisepri, Rashi says, Veloy Eitz Gomer." Rabbi Yeshua is medayek the pasuk that talks about the beginning of the process, and that's in Yemei Nisan. And if you read through the story of B'ri you'll notice a very interesting thing. You find that there's always two stages. First, HaKarash Baruch Hu has a mimer. He says, "Toitzeh Aritz Deshe." He expresses his Ratsin for things to be a certain way, and then the Pasik describes how those things came into being. The Mamorim, the expression of Akarashborhu's Rotzin are always described as Elekim, Vaimer Elekim, etc. Because Elekim is Mirisadin. That stage in Bria is the design of how things should look in a perfect world. And as we explained, on the level of Machshava, things are perfect. So during the Mimer stage, when Hashem says, Tad Ha'aretz Desha, we hear about the final product, the perfect world of Eitz Pri. However, when the Machshava is executed and it actually takes place, the way that Hashem wants it to happen is with Midas As the Pesach says, Hashem Eretz And that's why Rabbi Yeshua is the posik that talks about when it actually took place. So Rabbi Lezer is focused on the Machshava, he's focused on the mimer of Akarish Borchu, he's focused on the din aspect. Tad shei Rabbi Shua is focused on the Lemaisa, things being brought into action, into practical reality. Mitzias. And of course, that is the time of Nisan. Nisan is a time of actual rebirth of the world. The spring is when things start rejuvenating. Up until the spring, things were not in a state of chiyos. Now take a look at the morale in the Chedush Goddess over here in our Sugya. The morale introduces an angle which very much complements everything that we've been saying. The morale explains that Tishrei and Nisan are keneged the Roish and the levh. He says that the name Tishrei is even doime to the word roish. There are two avarim in a person that the rest of the body is dependent on. The roish, which has the moyach, and has the brain, and the Lev which has the heart, which is the life force. He says Nisan is kineged the leiv. That's where you have the chius. That's where the world begins to rejuvenate itself. That's when you see hachzoras chius shel haolam. Ad until that point says the moral nechvu kemesim. the world is considered like dead and he says that riblezer holds that being that Tishri is roish hashana it's connected the roish the moyach it makes sense for the Bria to have come from that month And he adds that the Shvi, the seventh month, which Tishrei is, is Kaddish. Because all Shvis are Kaddish. He explains, he brings a Medrash Rabbah in Vayikra that says that the seventh day, the seventh month, the seventh year, all of these are Kaddish. And Kaddish means that they're Nivdal, they're separate from reality. Shabbos is Me'en Olam Haba, Shemitah is a time that we escape from the regular mundane world, and the neshama is in the mayach, the part of the person that, which is Kulei Ruchni, which is a chilek ale mal, and really has nothing to do with his guf, nothing to do with this world, is in the roish. And as such, the roish symbolizes being nivdal. And that's why Tishrei is capable of being the haras oilam, the point in time in which the perfection, the din, is expressed, because din has very little to do with reality. So just like Shabbos represents the Tachlis, Shemayim, and perfection, and Shemitah also represents a world, which is going to be Yom Shekulay Shabbos. So too, Tishrei is a glimpse of the world of Aleb HaMach which is totally perfect and is governed by Miritz Hadin. But the Rosh cannot live on its own. The Rosh may be the mastermind behind a person's life, but if the rush doesn't send its message to a lave, a heart, which begins to beat and pumps blood into the rest of the body, and if there is no human being that is capable of emoting and feeling with his heart, then there is not much of a human being. Nisan is when we start to feel the pulse of the Bria. And that's actually, like we said, the time that we begin the love song, the lave of Shir Tishrei is closer to Hashem because it's Nivdal. Nisan is closer to the Bria. That's the Haskalah of the Bria. That's the Maral says. And the truth is, we know that years have to do with the sun. A year is defined as the time that the sun comes back to its original place. Months have to do with the moon. The month only has to do with the moon cycle. Nisan is the Rosh L'chola Chadoshim. Rishain hu L'chem So Nisan is actually the Haskalah in terms of the moon cycle. Rosh Hashanah is Rosh Hashanu Lishanin. Akharas Baruchu is referred to as son. Uh, sun HaShem Hashemelikim. He is nimshel to the Shemesh. What's closer to him is Tishrei. The Elam Hamachshava. Kallah Yisrael is Moynim LaLavone, and therefore they begin in Nisan. The moon symbolizes reflection from the sun's light, because we are the mekabel of Akharas Baruchu's but we can only be mekabel when there's existence, when you use the Midas HaRachmim to be Mishatif with the Midas because otherwise there cannot be existence. And the Maral brings a fascinating Medrash in the beginning of Mishle. There there's a Machloikes between Rebelezer and Yeshua, where can you find Chachma? Rebbe Leezer says, beroish, and Rebbe Yeshua says, Believe. And this makes a lot of sense in light of everything we discussed. Because Rebbe Leezer, who comes from Beishamai, whose shirish is Moshe, values the pure, unadulterated machshava, and he sees Chachma Samoyach as being the perfect Chachma. Masha'en Kain, Rebbe Yeshua, who comes from Beish whose shirish is Aaron, Rach of Beliboy, where's the Choshin Al hal? He values the Chochma Salev, the integration of that perfect chachma into the person, however compromising and imperfect it has to become. Says the Ma'Rao, this is also their Machleikis, when the Ge'ula is going to be. Because the Ge'ula is actually when the world will come to its state of perfection, and there's Machleikis, how that is going to be generated. Take a look at the Gemara in Sanhedrin of Tzarek Zayin There we have a very interesting Machloikas. Rebelezer and Beshua. Rebelezer says that if Klai Yisrael does Tshuva, Nigolem. V'imlav ein negolim. If Klai Yisrael will be shuv. And become tzaddikim, then they will be zayecha to geula. If not, they will not. And there are various Brises there explaining what the response bishuah has. to Rebbe Lezer is, and one of the brayos Rabbi Shua says it's not true. It's a pasuk in Yeshaya, and Rashi explains loy bekesef means loy bechuvah umaisem tovim. The affilo einos in chuvanig Yisrael does not have to do chuvah in order to get to geula. And he brings various other psukim, showing that Klai Yisrael does not have to do tshuva in order for the Geula to come. In a different price, he actually responds to her Belazar by saying that if they don't do tshuva, the Geula won't come. That may be true, but HaKarash is going to be mamet La Melech, Shekzei of Koshes, Kahamat, Yisrael Oysin tshuva, umachzirin Lamotev, and they'll eventually become better. Which means that al through divine assistance, Klai will get to where they need to go, and we don't need it to be coming from them, Bisarusa delisata and this makes a lot of sense because the Geula is the state of perfection of the Bria. And once again, Urbelezer and Urbeshua are arguing whether Geula needs to come about through Midasaddin, Kla Yisrael has to be deserving of Geula, or if it could come even in an undeserving state. And of course, this is Lushitasam, because in our Gemara they argue whether bin Nisan Asidun Lihigoyl or Betishrei Asidun Lihigoyl is the Geula could come about through Midas HaDin, or is it going to come about not dafka through Midas It could come about even when we're undeserving. Just like creation itself, according to Belezer, requires uncompromising Din, the perfection of creation, the Geula, the final taklas of creation, also needs uncompromising Din. Mashiach Enki and Rabbi Shua holds that that's not the case. The Geula will be as compromising and as accommodating as the Bria itself. In the same as we find by the Leda of the Ovis. Chazal tell us in the Pasuk of Eilatolus Hashemayim Vaharetz, Bihibar Am, Bihibar Am is Baosius Avraham. Because the whole Brias HaOlam was, as Rashi says in the beginning, of his Pirish The others are the ones that give justification to Briasa olam, And just like we explained, that the day of Aleph Fetishrei or Aleph Benison, depending on who you hold like, was really the day of Briyasa Adam, not the day of Briasa olam. The others were the ones that restored the Tzuras Ha'adam the way it was supposed to be. In fact, the Arizal says regarding the Pasuk of Aishlach Avram Asyoday, that it says by the akeda that Avram Avino was in the Chet of Admarishin. Because by Adam Admarishin it says that uh, by the eitzachayim Pen Yishlach Asyoday V'Lokach, and Avram Avinu, through his behavior, by the Akedah was M'saken the Chet of Adam and it actually says that the Tzura of Yaakov, that's Tzachas Kisya covered, is the Tzura of the Adam HaSholem. So certainly Avram and Yaakov, which according to Rashi, those are the two that were Noldu, bitishrei according to Herb Lezer, and B'Nissan, according to Herb Yeshua, were the ones that take the place of Adam As far as Yitzchak, who everybody agrees, was born on Pesach, which does come somewhat as a surprise, because Yitzchak is the one Av who symbolizes Miris Hadin that's a lengthy discussion in and of itself but suffice it to say that Yitzchak is actually the Av that stands for Trias HaMesim that's why Yitzchak's name comes from the OCS Keitz Chai because Trias HaMesim comes B'schus and tell us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will only perform trias HaMesim Bischus Yitzchak Yitzchak is the one who's going to have the Taina to the Rabban Yishlolem When he says, he's the one that's going to say that they don't have much time to sin. They sleep half of the time and they eat half of the time, etc. And this is because Yitzchak himself had a Tchiyas hamesim, and his whole existence was one of Tchiyas hamesim because he didn't deserve to exist. His parents should not have had children and Midas Adin says that there should be no Yitzchak. That's why his whole existence is one big laughter. Laughter is what we respond with when we see something that should not be. And that's what Tchiyas hamesim is. Because those that actually died and were decomposed and should no longer exist will come back to life which is what happens to the Bria during Pesach, and that's why we read the Haftarah on Pesach of the Atzamas HaYiv the Tchis HaMesim. So it's really Gufa because he stands for Midas Din and still exists that he was born in Pesach so as to symbolize the fact that even that which ought not to exist during the time of Pesach comes to life. Now, another thing in the Brysa that everybody agrees to, both Rebbe Lezer and Rabbi is the fact that Yosef left the Beis Surim in Tishrei. Now, the fact that Yosef left the uh, Beis Asurim in Tishrei is very significant, and in light of everything we discussed until now, it's very moving. Because the moral explains this as well, that Yosef's leaving the Beis HaSurim was really the beginning of Yosef's being Oila Lemelucha. And the Maral explains that there were two Bechayrim that Yaakov had. It was the Bechayr of Leah and the Bechayr of Rachel. Ruvain was the Bechayr of Leah, and Yosef was the Bechayr of Rachel. Now, of course, we know that as far as the B'nei Leah, the Bechayr was taken away from Ruvain, and the Malchus aspect of the Bechayr was given to Yehuda. So we're left with two Malachim. We're left with Yehuda. And Yosef. And just like we explained that as far as the months, there is the first month, which is Nisan, and then there's the seventh month, which is Tishrei, it says the Maral, Ruvain is the first son. If you count starting with the Bnei Leia and continue with the Bnei Rachel, then Ruvain is number one and Yosef is number seven. And just like the Maral explained to us that Tishrei stands for Moyach, stands for the Roish, and Nisan stands for the Lev, So too, Yosef, who was the seventh son is the one whose Malchus symbolizes the Malchus of the Roish and not the Malchus of the Lev. The one who stands for the Malchus of the Lev is Yehuda who takes the place of Reuven. And this could be found, the idea that Yosef stands for the Malchus HaMoyach, the Malchus HaRosh, and Yehuda stands for the Malchus HaLev in a number of in Parshish Vayigash. in the Pritzadik and in the Shemishmuel, And it's very nicely explained in the Sefer Argadal Yo in Parshish Vayigash when analyzing the Medrash that describes the meeting between Yosef and Yehuda. Because over there, the Medrash brings down the Pasuk, which is a nevuah about La Asad which says, The real meaning of the nevuah is that La Asad the process going from Harisha until Ketira, meaning how quickly things take to grow, is going to be much shorter. But it's being used by the Medrash as a Remez to the meeting between Yehuda Yosef and Yehuda. And each one of the above s'farim has a different way of explaining it and the basic idea is as follows. We know that the Midah of Yosef is the Midah of Tzadik. Yosef was successful in withstanding temptation. Yehuda on the other hand is the idea of the Baal Tshuva. Yehuda succumbed but was capable of being Moida. The Tzadik in a certain sense feels a sense of achievement because he was Mizgaber over the Yetzer. The Tzadik on a certain level is more Shaykh to Midas Hadin. Tzadik and tzedek comes from the same root. The idea of Yehuda, on the other hand, and David Amelach who is the Mamshech of the Malchus of Yehuda, who is Hikem Eilut is to recognize that we have nothing without the Rabbani Shleilam. Everything is done by him. And that's the Loshen of Yehuda, which comes from the same Loshen as Hoidoah, which means to be moida, to be mevatl yourself to HaKadosh Baruch It's because of this that the Tzaddik is more connected to the Hamach Hamachshava, Because we already explained that Din has to do with the Hamach Hamachshava. The tzaddik, who's more deserving, has to do with that world, the world of perfection. What the tzaddik gets is coming to him al pidin. Those who have fallen, however, have to ultimately come in touch with the world of Yeshua's, the world where HaKarosh Baruch Hu is at work, all by himself, without Esarusa de delisata. Yosef is called l'kodkod nizir echov. Tavaysa l'roish Yosef. Everything about Yosef has to do with the roish. And Yosef was successful in being kaitzer. Being kaitzer, metaphorically speaking, is to harvest and achieve and reap the produce of that which you deserve. Yehuda, on the other hand, is nimshal to choyrish. Khoirish is the process in which we soften the karka. As the Gemara says, it's refuyei arah. It's there to soften the karka. It's the idea of bittel, so that you could later on do the zriah. That's why Davra HaMelech in Tehilim says, Anoichi teilas His whole metzius is one of bittel, As opposed to Yosef, whose avoy, Avoid is one of achievement. Furthermore, says the Orgadal Yahu, Yosef who ye and His avoid is that his seichel should be separated from Chomrius, from Gashmi and that his seichel should not be Mushpa umishuched me and he says that's what kitzire is the is to be toilish separate the chomer from its and he says at the end of his piece and that's what the medrash means when it says not that the two Malachim were fighting with each other. The two Malachim were Yosef and Yehuda. Yosef and Yehuda were each a melach on something else. So the fact that Yosef left the Beis Asurim, which we explained was the beginning of his being Oylah on Tishrei, on Aleph Tishrei, and Rosh Hashanah, doesn't come as a surprise at all. Because the whole idea of Yosef's Melucha is the Melucha of the Roish Yosef, the Kod Kod the Melucha of the Moyach, of the Roish, which is Shaykh to Tishrei, which is Shaykh to Midas Hadin, and requires Eserusa is- Lasata. it requires the hard work of the tzaddik who overcomes his Yetzer and deserves what he gets. Now just to give a little to Yosef's why it is that Yosef is the one who's Kineged the Moyach, he's Kineged the Rosh, and Yehuda is the one who's Kineged the Lev, we can understand that very simply when we analyze the roots of Yosef and Yehuda. Because Yosef, like we said, is the Bechoyer of Rachel. Yehuda is the one who took over the Malchus from the Bukhar of Leah. Rachel and Leah themselves represent two different aspects of Yaakov Avinu because each one was a zivug of a different dimension of Yaakov Avinu. Meaning to say, on the pasuk of Ene Leah Rakois, Rashi explains that Leah used to cry. The reason why she would cry is because people used to say that Lavan has two daughters and Yitzchak and Rivka have two sons. The older son is supposed to marry the older daughter, and the younger son is supposed to marry the younger daughter, which means that Leah saw herself as being the zivik of Asa, and Roch was supposed to be the Zivak of Yaakov. And that's why Leah used to crush. She didn't want to marry Esav. Now, why was it that Leah was meant to be the Zivik of Esav? Was it just because people thought that the older one should marry the older daughter? Or was there something more to that? The answer could be found in the Avodis Yisrael and Pashas And we'll give a small hakdama. Many Mepharshim ask, why was it that Yitzchak wanted to give the brachis to Esav as opposed to Yaakov? Says Hashem Ishmul in Pashas told us that Yaakov was the Ishtam Yoshev Eholam. He sat and learned Torah. He was much less Shaykh to Olam Hazeh than Esav. He was the Tzadig Gomer. Yitzchak knew that in order for Klai Yisrael to exist, there has to be the potential for Nefila and ultimately for Tshuva. He thought Esav would be a perfect candidate to be the one to bring about the future of Klal Yisrael, because the Giloy of Hashem's Malchus, Losset Lavei is going to come just as much through the Balei Tshuva as it is from the Tzadikim Gimurim. Says the Pre-Tzadik, and Parshish told us, what ultimately convinced Yitzchak that the person in front of him was worthy of the Brachis, is it says, Vayarach es reach Bigodov. And Chazal say, al tikri reach Begodov elo boigdov. Boigdov means the Poyshi Yisrael, the people that were over the worst sins. And he saw that even those people are capable of coming back to Kedusha. And Yaakov had it within himself to be the father, not only of the Tzadikim Gemurim, but even of the Balei Teshuvah. And the truth is that by taking Esav's begodim he was taking over that Chelek of Esav. Now the fact that originally Rachel was supposed to be the zivik of Yaakov, and Leah was supposed to be the zivig of Esav, is because the pasuk says, when describing Rachel, she was shayach to the Ishtam Yehoshu she was more spiritual than Leah. Leah, it says, Leah. Dina went out, she was the Bas Leah, says Rashi, because Leah was also the one who goes HaSodeh, she was shayach to the Ishtam ish sade ish that Esav was. So it comes out that Rachel was really the zivig of the original Shem Yaakov, of the part of Yaakov, that was the Ishtam, Yoshiva Holim, and Leo was the Zivig of the second with which Yaakov took over from Esav, from which the Baal come. So now we understand very well why it is that Yosef, is the tzaddik Gomer and Yehuda is Shaykh to the balei Shuva because the bnei Rachel and the bnei Leah serve different roles. The bnei Rachel are the mamsich of the Shem Yaakov of the part of Yaakov which he was originally, and the bnei Leah are the mamsichim of the second half of Yaakov. One more thing that we learn in the Brisa, and everybody agrees about, is the fact that on Rosh Hashanah and Aleph Bet Butla Avodah Meavisenu Mitzrayim meaning that the Shibud Mitzrayim, the fact that we had to work for the Mitzrayim, stopped six months before the actual Geula. The Geula took place in Nisan, but the Shibud stopped already on Tishrei. Now, the reason why this is true, why the Avodah itself stopped. Already in Tishrei, says the In Yaakov because the whole reason why Kla Yisrael went down to Mitzrayim was because of the Chet of Machiris Yosef. Even though at the time of the Brisbane Absarim was already told to Avram Avinu, etc. Nevertheless, the catalyst that brought about the Shib Mitzrayim was Mechiris Yosef. It even says in the story, when the Shvatim sold Yosef that Yaakov sent Yosef me'eimekhevroin chazal darshin that here he was putting to action the etzah of Oisit Tzadik ha'kover meaning of Avinu. And he says that since Yosef left the Beis Asurim on Rosh Hashanah, so his Shebut ended on Rosh Hashanah. Therefore, it was at that time that the Avoidah, the working for Mitzrayim, ended. And this is actually mavura in the maral and the Haggadah, that there were two aspects to the Shebut Mitzrayim. The Shebut governed our Seichel, and it also governed our Guf. Our goof didn't leave until Nisan, because that is the Chelek of our Metzius, which is Shaykh to Olam Hazeh. And like we said, things that happen in Nisan are Shaykh to Olam Hazeh. Masha the part of our Metzius, our Seichel, that was also Meshubed to Mitzrayim, the das was in Golos, that Golos ended in Tishrei because Tishrei is shayach to the Olam HaMachshavah. That chaluk of our Shibud began only with the Hovenes Nishak Maloy. Klal Yisrael's guf was already in Mitzrayim from before, but once we had a Melech asher Loyoda es Yosef, Yosef is the one who's keneged, the machshava, that's when the Shibud on our Seichel began. So, of course, it makes sense that on Rosh Hashanah, the Cheiluk of our Shibud that was Shaykh to the Seichel finished completely, even though the Cheiluk that was Shaykh to our goof still wasn't finished, so our goof still remained in Mitzrayim. There's an interesting kasha that the Turi Evan asks on our Gemara. The Gemara says in Erevin, that if a person says Arany Nazir, he's he on himself Nazirus on the day that Mashiach will come. So it says in the Gemara over there that it's muta for him to drink Yayin on Shabbos and Yom Tif because Eliyahu Navi will not come on Erev Shabbos and Erev Yom Tif. And therefore, we know Mashiach is not going to come on Shabbos or Yom Tov, because Elia and Navi has to come the day before Mashiach comes. However, the rest of the week, he is in Yayin, because any day could, after all, be the day that Mashiach will come. Ask the Turi Evin, and it should be usher for him to drink only during Tishrei or during Nisan. Whichever month you hold is the month that Mashiach is going to come. Why is it usher for him to drink Yayin in the rest of the months of the year? Answers the Turi to his Kasha that Rabbi Leizer and are only talking about the time of the Geula, which is called Beita. Because the Gemara in Sanhedrin daf <laughs> tzadikhesim is the possible Beita achishenah. that if Klal Yisrael is zoyche then Hashem will hurry up the geula and not wait until its programmed time of Beita Achishena means that he, he will quicken the geula so B'Tishrei or Benissan suddenly Geul has to do with that Beita when the program for the geula is but Achishena could be any time and that's how it's possible to be mekayim achaklo b'chol yom Sheyavai. if uh, you hold like a Lezer or Reb how do you have achaklo b'chol yom Sheyavai? but you can't wait for Mashiach every day. You know, he's either going to come in Nisan or in Tishrei. The Teretz is that Achishana could be any time. However, the Orch and the Sfasemes say that the Geula and the Bia of Mashiach are two separate things. Now, which one comes first? So the Orch says that from the Seder of the Brachis of Shemeneh which Gemara is Masadur in Megillah of Yudzayin, you see that Kibbutz Goliois comes before Bias Mashiach, because first we have the Bracha of Meccabe, Nitre Am Yisrael, and then only later we have the Bracha of Es However, according to that, you have the Turi Evans kasha anytime, because once you tell me that Kibbutz Goliath has to precede BS HaMashiach, so Kolzman that we haven't yet had Kibbutz Goliath, a person should be able to drink yayin. Because he knows that Bendovin not coming today, we didn't yet have Kibbutz Goliath. So because of this kasha, he says that it's the opposite, and he brings a Zoyer and Pasha Shmois that says that Mashiach is going to come before the Geulah. And the Svasema says, just like Moshe Rabbeinu came before the Geula, he was Megal himself to Klal Yisrael, so to, it's going to happen in the Geula Hasidah. In the Sefer Ben-Yehoyada over here, he asks the Kasha as well, and he gives the Teretz that Kibbutz Goliath is going to be after Bias HaMashiach, just like the Arach says. Now, similarly, Turi Evan is medayik from Ara Gemara that Ben, according to Beleza, Ben, according to Yeshua, it seems that they hold that the Gula is going to be on Yom Tif. According to Rabbi Yeshua, it's going to be on the night of Pesach because it says Lael Shimurim Hu. And that's what he learns from Leil Shimurim as the Gemara says. And so too, Rebelezer learns from the Gzaira Shavash Shoifer. So that's going to be on Yom Tif. As the Tori Evan, that the Gemara that we just quoted from Erevin, says that Ben David is never going to come on Shabbos and Yom Tif because Eliyahu Navi cannot come on Erev Shabbos because of Teirach, because it's too much Tircha. So how could it be that Mashiach is going to show up on Yom Tif, on Rosh Hashanah, or on Pesach? Answers the Turi the same way that he answered the other question, which is that the whole idea that Elia is not going to come on Erev Shabbos and Erev Yomtif, and that Ben David is not going to come on Shabbos and Yomtif, that's all about the Geulah of Achishena. If klaisenior but in the Geulah of Be'ita, then Ben David could come so as not to push off the kates one bit. Says the Turi Evan, then we're back, Shver with the Kasha from the Gemara and Erevin. How is it possible for a person to drink Yayin on Shabbos and Yom Tif, maybe this is the Be'ita. And from the Loshon of the Gemara, it's mashba that even on the Yom Tif of Pesach, he's allowed to drink Yayin. So for Rabbi Yeshua's Shittah, he answers that it's mashba that it's only Leil Shimurim that Ben David is going to come, Be'ita. And the Din that it says in the Gemara in Eriven, that the Nazir, who says, in Nazir, Be'yoyim she Ben Ba' is only on the Yoyim. So on the day of Pesach, it would be Mutter for him to drink Yayin, but he would not be allowed to drink Yayin at night. Take a look in the Turi Evan and Arasugya for the rest of his discussion. on this topic has tremendous arichas in which he discusses all the possible stodim. You have been listening to the shiurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the DAF worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a DAF or Masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS.